A few weeks ago, I was waiting with over thousands of runners for the start of the Pittsburgh Marathon. As we stood there in a chilly, steady rain, one thought kept crossing my mind. You stupid, stupid old man. There were so many marathon, half marathon, and relay runners that organizers had to assign us to corrals based on our previous times. The elite runners were in corral A, while runners with good times, like my daughter Anne, were in corral B. Runners with respectable times were placed in corral C, while the runs of the marathon were dumped into corral D. Needless to say, at the age of 77, I was assigned to corral D. The problem for those of us jammed into corral D is that once the race started, it took us about 30 minutes as corrals kept moving up before we reached the starting line. At one point, a distant voice over a loudspeaker blared out, Don't worry, Corral D. We haven't forgotten you. It was a relief, especially for my stiffening feet and legs, to be running at long last, but the course was so crowded that the biggest problem was avoiding other runners. The best I could do in the early going was to find a spot in the barely moving traffic jam and hope that no runner, pumped up on adrenaline, would run me over. After a few miles, once we started crossing Pittsburgh's bridges, runners started to spread out, making it easier to move forward without bobbing and weaving. Running over the bridges is a thrilling experience and a major reason why the Pittsburgh Marathon is one of the most popular in the country. With its daunting hills and steep uphill climbs, however, the Pittsburgh Marathon is also one of the most challenging. I managed to hold a slow, steady pace through the first 10 miles and actually felt confident running through the south side the working-class neighborhood where I grew up. It also helped that the south side is the flattest section of the course. But once we left the south side and headed over the Birmingham Bridge, my confidence and energy faded as we approached the split for full marathoners and half-marathoners. At the end of the bridge, those of us running the half-marathon have only two miles left, while full marathon runners still have more than 15 miles. While those of us running the half-marathon seem to have the better of the bargain, our last two miles, with its series of uphill climbs, is the most exhausting on the course. About halfway up the Birmingham Bridge, I hit what marathon runners call the wall. At that point, a runner has no energy left and is pretty much running on empty the rest of the way. All I could do was keep my feet moving, though it seemed at times as if I was running in place. I managed to get over the bridge, then struggled my way over two long uphill climbs to within a half mile of the finish line. With only a downhill jog left, I was able to push myself the rest of the way. Most runners raise their arms in triumph when they reach the finish line, but I kept looking at my feet to see if they were still moving. I must have wobbled over the finish line because as soon as I stopped running, a medical aide came up to me and asked if I was all right. I told him my age and said I was just relieved that I'd finished the race on my feet. After asking me a few questions to see if I was coherent, he walked me over to get my medal, then said, Go find your family. I'm sure they're worried about you. On my way to the family reunion area, Anne, who'd finished an hour earlier, found me and said her fretful mother had sent her out to look for me. When we reached my wife, Anita, who was waiting with Anne's kids, she hugged me and said, What took you so long? Before I could remind her that I'm really old and just ran 13.1 miles, the grandkids wondered why Anita had her hands clasped in front of her and kept rubbing her fingers together until she saw me. I had to explain that their grandmother was holding imaginary rosary beads in her fingers and saying Hail Marys. I was the fifth oldest runner in the marathon and one of the slowest, but body and mind willing, I'll be back next year. 
All I need to get me across the finish line is another good Samaritan medical aid and Anita's Hail Marys. This is Pete Peterson for WSIU Radio.